Hey, welcome to the Sunrise and Shine podcast. My name is Stephen, and I'm the host of this thing. And I have a very special friend with me here. Her name is Madison Farquhar. Hello. That's, Hi, guys. That's her. <laughs> um, yeah, and she's ever been as pretty as she sounds. Um, but Madison is a good friend of ours and is has been a part of our church plant since... Um, actually, since right around the time we launched in October 2017, um, we launched our weekly worship services, and Madison was a part of the team to help us get that going. And um, now on Sunday, she's at, no, she doesn't live in Natchitoches anymore on sun, over the weekends, so she's not really here on Sundays. But she's still part of the fam. We were talking about that before we came on. That you know, once you're part of the Awakened fam, you're your family for life. Um, and so uh, Madison is. Um, somebody who I just have enjoyed cheering on the last two years or so and still still doing that. And I think tonight we're going to talk about some things and see where you're headed. And um, one of the things that we want to do is so many people that I interact with all the time um, have a certain attitude about young adults, mm-hmm. millennials, Generation Zs, mm-hmm. and that's one reason why I really like, you know what, we need to have Madison on here because she's like a shiny example of somebody who's, like I was saying a while ago before we came on, I feel like you have your stuff together and then when you don't, you have a way of getting there. Like mm-hmm. you you have, you, you've you've been learning a lot um, and, you've, and you share that publicly. So I want to talk about your, your blog. I want to talk about your radio show that you did and um, anything else that's going on. So we'll get into that. So, um, so let me just start with this. You're a stu- student at Northwestern State University. What led you to NSU? Yeah. So when I started college and I was looking at the places I wanted to go, number one, I knew I wanted to be a teacher um, from the time I was literally like six years old I always wanted to teach um I would come home from school literally to play school which is so weird looking back (laughs) Um, but I wanted to be a teacher so when I was looking at schools Northwestern had the best uh, teaching program you know one of the best in the state they're known for teaching and nursing so it kind of made sense and then my three other best friends were also going so it was just kind of that perfect mix of okay well it's going to be great for my career, but it's also going to be great um, because my friends will be there too. Right, right. And that's how we first met, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one of your friends, Jamie, mm-hmm. had come to a couple of our Awaken events that we had before pre-launch, and you came with her. It turns yeah. out that you and Jamie and um, Hannah, another, and Hannah. Mm-hmm. that was the three, the three of you guys. And I still remember the first time we actually met and sat mm-hmm. down at the at the little coffee, coffee shop, shop, sandwich shop, exactly. and mm-hmm. talked about actually some of this stuff. Like mm-hmm. I was like really interested to know what your passions yeah. were and stuff. So, so what mattered to you when you started? Think about back when you started, mm-hmm. um, like your college career, this journey. What really, what mattered to you then that doesn't matter now, and then what what actually does matter now? Um, awesome. So yeah, when I first came to college. I was a lot more worried, um, I would say, like about my identity. So when I started college, um, I was on Palm Line. Um, I joined a sorority for a Greek sorority, not Kappa Phi, okay. uh, for a semester. Um, and I think it was my self-consciousness from high school that I really wanted to, you know, make a name for myself. That was my whole goal. I'm like, you know, I want to get to college and be somebody. I want to be important on campus. Um, and looking back, that's so funny to me now because it, it, I'm like, okay, Northwestern, really? Like, it's such a small <laughs> school. Like, literally, you, you join Northwestern and everybody knows who you are. Um, but the cool thing about that is that how God's been able to lead me um, in the past four years that I've been in college to see that 
literally the only identity that matters is in him. Um, and it's been cool because that's not important to me anymore, you know, yeah. um, what other people think. Right, so, right. um, what is important is getting a degree now, yeah, you know, there you so, go. there you go. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. So good. Um, what would, what are you, what are you most passionate about? Um, I am passionate about a lot of things, so, um, it's, that's kind of <laughs> tough, but I think the bottom line, all of my passions kind of relate to one thing and that's people. Um, okay. I just have always had a love for people. Um, and I think it's so cool that we are all so different. I mean, if you think about every person you meet, none of us are the same. But the fact that we're all related, you know, we're all in the same family. Um, it's just, it's really cool. Yeah. Because we all came from the same place. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like the song said from the 80s, people mm-hmm. are people. Yeah, exactly. People are people. Why yeah. should it be? Yeah. Good, good. Um, yeah, I love that, that you're passionate about people. And I've seen that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can say that this is just not just some, hey, um, I'm passionate about people like mm-hmm. like a like a you know an answer just to kind of yeah. like sound I've seen mm-hmm. that in you it's actually like one of the reasons why I felt like you know if I'm gonna have somebody on here mm-hmm. that that I that can talk about where they are in life and where they're gonna go and mm-hmm. it's like you haven't you're not like an accomplished no. person yet. Yeah, you're not at you're all. a young adult, college student, <laughs> yes. getting ready to graduate. Yes. This, this in the in the rest at the end of this year, mm-hmm. and um, so it's not like you know. A lot of times they would say, "Well, you you interview people who are accomplished mm-hmm. and are, and have you know achieved all these things. That way you can get stuff you can learn from them." And I'm like, I've seen your your investment in people, mm-hmm. even personally. Uh, in my and even in my family, like mm-hmm. you thought, like when we were having dinner, you're taking time to listen to my kids' silly stories yeah, about so Pokemon, <laughs> and and so I've seen this this kind of a wisdom and light uh, in you from mm-hmm. that, and so it's not just a made up answer. Yeah, uh, and um, one thing I will say is that I've always had um, a super important, I guess, interest in like learning from people. So I just I've always felt that every person that we meet. Um, has something to teach us. And that could be a three-year-old or a hundred-year-old. You know, right. I feel like there's literally something we can learn from everybody. Yes. And that's what I love. I love getting to know people um, and seeing what I can learn from them, you know. Right. Absolutely. Definitely. So that's, and again, that's a that's a great thing to hear because a lot of folks that don't really spend time with young adults today mm-hmm. are like, well, the word entitled comes up a lot. Yes. And so mm-hmm. it's like they think they already have every, they des- they they deserve everything. They're entitled mm-hmm. thing, and they already, you know, nobody can teach. And that you're talking about, we can learn from anybody, oh, yes. we and we so should learn, learn all the way mm-hmm. from my seven year old with autism mm-hmm. to you know fifty year old pastor exactly and and, and, and others. Um, so yeah, so we do, we can learn from anybody, guys. Mm-hmm. We can learn from college students. So hopefully that's what happens yes. <laughs> in our time together on this podcast yes. as we learn something from. Uh, from each other here. Um, so tell me about that experience. You mentioned the Greek life and Kappa yes. Phi. So tell me about th- your experience with that because I have zero mm-hmm. until I came here because I went to the university I went to. It wasn't really part of the structure. I was already married when I went back to mm-hmm. school and got serious. So um, so I didn't really have any kind of like framework for the Greek mm-hmm. life and stuff. And that's a pretty big deal on yes. campus here. Uh-huh. So tell us about your your experience with that and and then with Kappa Phi. Yeah, awesome. So um, I joined um, Phi Mu, which is a Greek sorority, when it was my second semester into my freshman year. Um, and I think I had a lot of preconceived ideas about what it is. And there are a lot of um, misconceptions, I think, about 
fraternities and sororities. Um, but there is a lot of truth to some of those. Um, and this is not me being shady at all. It's just, I like to be a hundred percent transparent and definitely yeah. share the experiences that I've had. Sure. Um, but I definitely found when I joined Femi, when I joined that sorority, it was like, they wanted me so badly. Um, but when I joined, I was just another number, you know, it's like they recruited, recruited, recruited. And I think they want to get all these good girls, but when you're in there, you don't, um, I didn't feel the connection, you know, that mm-hmm. a lot of girls say they do. And it was also very expensive, so I, w- I pay for it at my own school. So um, right. it is about $1,000 a semester when you start out. So um, it was very expensive for wow. me. So, and then um, I just had some of my own issues in that. So when I found Kappa Phi, um, it was just a really cool breakthrough for me. So Kappa Phi is not a Greek sorority, but it's kind of modeled in the same basis of it's a um, Christian sisterhood. Uh, and we do some of the same things, uh, like we get big sisters, little sisters mentor program. So it's kind of similar, but we do not um, rush and we don't do recruitment. So I think that's the biggest mm-hmm. difference. Okay. And I think I can explain that to y'all. So with recruitment for Greek sorties, you go through a couple days and they get to know you, you get to know them, and then they um, pick who they want. So that leads to some people getting cut um, and some girls don't get into a sorority at all. So the difference with Kappa Phi is that we take anyone who wants to join. Yeah, so some some people, you know, don't agree with that. But I loved that because um, I felt like for Kappa Phi, not to compare the two, but it was, it's just a very different experience for Kappa Phi. Um, Anybody that was interested and wanted to join, we got to say, you know, give open arms and say, okay, we'll come join us. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just kind of a different experience for FabU. So yeah. I definitely, I love Capify. Um, and I, I learned a lot from, from both of those experiences. Yeah. Great. Say. Thanks. You know, that was, um, um, we had a lot of connection mm-hmm. with you guys when you started coming with Capify, yes. like a lot of um, Capify and even still, um, we'll have, um, some students that'll come and we'll say, you know, how'd you hear about Awaken? And they're like, well, we're from Kappa Phi. I'm like, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> you, you probably heard from somebody who's been here before yes. because, of, because of that. Um, yeah. And so I love that that um, vision for Kappa Phi, mm-hmm. like whoever wants to join, you can join. Because that's mm-hmm. actually, you know, we've we've been talking about and actually having the plans. Mm-hmm. It's actually in the works of having a um, kind of an RSO mm-hmm. that's based out of Awaken. That's, that's awesome. A, that's, so it's not like a college ministry as much as it is just like the part of Awaken that connects with university students. Mm-hmm. And so it's, in, which is integrated, as you know, yes. in the whole ministry. Yes. Um, college students have a voice in everything exactly. at Awaken Church, which is really cool. So the idea is to be, have a, a, um, a group mm-hmm. club, I guess, that anybody can be a part of. That's like awesome. you don't have to be, you don't even have to be a Christian. I mm-hmm. mean, it would be like, we want anybody to feel like you can belong yes. and have an open, open place to hang out and discuss, mm-hmm. a safe place to be you. And, exactly. but we are, we are going to be honest about who we are. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole thing is, but with Jesus is the subject and you can come and just have, you know, if you have doubts or questions yeah. or if you're a skeptic, you can still mm-hmm. be along here. And I love that. And that was one of our um, missions with Kappa Phi. And I think that kind of lines with that. It's, um, I mean, I truly believe you can't minister to people if you can't meet them where they're at. Right. You know, um, you know, <laughs> wow. Jesus, the reason he was so controversial is because he dined with sinners. You know, he was among the least of these. So it's just really important to me that for, you know, for even for our organization in my life is that um, who are we to judge anybody, you know, and who are we to say that God can't 
reach somebody just because they joined a club, you know? Yeah. So I think that's really cool that y'all are doing that. I mean, I'm, you know, personal example, God can Mm -hmm. reach anybody. Um, Yes. Yeah. So keep that up. Same. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, I I didn't, I didn't like give you this question because I didn't think about it, Mm -hmm. but um, can you tell me how you're, when you got into the, um, the lady, the bracelet thing, yes. the beauty pageant. Uh-huh. How, tell me about your experience with that. The emotions, the because mm-hmm. we walked, you you yes. were right in the middle of awaken when uh-huh. we went through that, and so we were right there with you, and it was very emotional yes. and and everything. So, can you tell us a little bit about how you yeah. felt and what happened through that? Um, so I know I kind of mentioned this just a little bit before, but um, kind of growing up and like even throughout high school, I've always struggled with self esteem issues, you know, um, and being self conscious. And that's something I like to be open about because I know a lot of um, girls, young women, a lot of us struggle with that. So um, for me, the pageant just kind of opened up a lot of those insecurities because I was surrounded um, by all of these beautiful women who are so accomplished and so talented and so awesome, which I am so proud of all of them. It was an honor to be able to hang out and get to know them more. Um, but it was also kind of open that door for insecurity and well, comparison. Yeah. You yeah. know, the whole time was me thinking that I wasn't good enough to be there <laughs> in the pageant. So that was kind of a um, tough moment for me because um, I wanted to do it for a new experience and to kind of put myself out there. But also walking through it, it was kind of tough because I did compare myself and I did um, get sure. self-conscious at times. Yeah. Um, Definitely. But it was really cool having that support system, having Awakened family, having my friends to kind of ground me and remind me that, you know what, your worth is not what you look like or how well you perform your song on stage, but it's what God thinks of you. Right. Yeah, I think think the pageant system um, in general has gotten kind of a bad rep because Mm of the comparison aspect. Yes. But what I'm hearing you say is Mm -hmm. that for you, that was really something that helped you face some issues you needed to yes, face anyway exactly. and so yeah that's 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 really awesome and i will say and i said it then um you know that that was really cool um that whole pageant because there's so much talent and yes. everybody's got talent and uh-huh. you know and it's all and there's you know it's not all superficial yeah I mean, there's the part about you know certain things the way you look mm-hmm. and then there's how you you know how you answer questions mm-hmm. and then there's the the talent stuff mm-hmm. and i said it then and i'll stand by it you did the evening gown mm-hmm. and killed. You killed. Thank I mean, you. it was like, you absolutely, if it had just been an evening gown, been <laughs> yeah. no, no contest. Because it was like, <laughs> it's like nobody else knew how to walk mm-hmm. in their evening gown. Yeah. And you were like, you just rocked. You just came you just, out like, you just, walk. You, you, just got, you just walked out there, did yeah. your little turn and kept walking. I was like, that's how you do it. Awesome. I mean, come on. Uh, yeah. The last <laughs> thing I will say, though, about the pageant is that it is awesome for a lot of people just because it really does put you out of your comfort zone and I don't think we can grow in our comfort zone. So mm-hmm. um, it really puts, puts you in a place that you have to be uncomfortable to grow. So, you know, talking in front of an entire room of people, um, having to assert yourself in front of judges, you know, there's a lot of awesome things about it. Yeah. Definitely. Awesome. Thanks for, for doing mm-hmm. that. Um, so I know you changed your major mm-hmm. and that was a pretty intense season also yes. for you. <laughs> so tell me, tell us about that season when you changed your major um, and then we'll talk about from there. But how, what, what, what was happening? Awesome. Um, yeah, so I was an education major my first um, two years. So around the end of my sophomore year, I 
quickly started to realize that the education system now is so different from even like when I was in school. Yeah. Um, and I could, that's a whole different topic, but it, it just wasn't something that I was passionate about anymore. Um, it was also around the time that I started to struggle with depression and social anxiety. So this is also something I'm really transparent about, but I had to medically withdraw actually from two semesters um, because I couldn't function like a normal person anymore. Um, so I had a time, it was about a year span um, that I had to really reflect on my life and what I wanted it to look like. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and as I kind of began to heal and begin to find my way, I knew that I wanted my life to have a bigger purpose than myself. So I didn't know what it looked like. Right. <laughs> so um, <laughs> as I kind of was going through that time, I also had started my blog. Um, and I, I will tell you all a little bit about that in a little bit. But um, my blog was a really cool way for me to just like process the stuff I was feeling. But at the same time that I was doing that just for fun, I was doing like graphic design and web design and marketing and all of those things that were so fun for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I came back to school, it kind of made sense that, wow, I could do this stuff that I love yeah. that is so fun and get paid for it. Right. Um, so I switched my major, which was crazy. So, um, yeah. but yeah, I was really excited about it too. That's, that's, that's great. I switched my major like three times. Yeah. And that was, but that was me going, I don't want to be a preacher. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, okay, God. Yeah. Okay. I'll do it. I'll do I'll it. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the post-grad plan? You know, you're, you're graduating mm-hmm. in December. In December. Mm-hmm. And so what's the plan? Um, and have you started to think about what's next and how you'll use your degree? Yeah. So um, the cool thing about our communications program at Northwestern is that I'm a strategic comm major, so I get a little bit of every aspect of communications. So I've taken classes in public relations and marketing, and um, I've taken a social media strategy class. So I've got a photojournalism, editing, video. Um, It's been a really great experience for me because I've got a little bit of experience in everything. Um, So when it comes to what I want to do, I know for a fact I do want to move back to Texas. Um, That is just always been a goal for me after I moved back from my internship Okay. because I love, um, I just love the big city. I love, um, it was Dallas, right? Yeah, it was Dallas. Uh huh. Yeah. And my sister's over there. Uh, my boyfriend's over there. So it's going to be kind of fun to move back. Yeah. But as far as my career, I don't really know what that looks like yet. I know that there's a lot of things that I love to do. Um, but I think over this next year, it's going to uh, take a lot of prayer for me and a lot of, um, listening to God to see where um, right. I'm supposed to be, you know? Yeah, good answer. Good answer. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear that answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, you mentioned your internship. So mm-hmm. tell me about that because I know because you were um, you had been very involved with Awaken, mm-hmm. and then this was like the summer, right? It was last yes, summer? Yes, it was last and summer. And so you went away, so we were really, con- like, we had just been in this, that semester. Yes. We were really, like, tightly connected because mm-hmm. you were doing some work with us, mm-hmm. for us, um, for the church. And so... You when you went for the summer, I was like on so like following your social media, like yes. everything, and mm-hmm. so I saw you like go down, mm-hmm. and then you started to like, then all of a sudden life was happy. I mean, it was like surprise, <laughs> I quit my internship. Yeah, right, right. So so tell tell us <laughs> yes. about what happened there with the, with the internship and the struggles of that yes. and how it all worked out. Um, I will say that was probably one of the craziest seasons of my life. I've had a lot of crazy seasons, <laughs> but that was probably the craziest. Um, so I accepted an internship position at Golden Events Group in Dallas, and um, 
So basically the way that they had um, marketed their positions, it was a marketing intern um, and specifically a social media intern. So the way that they had, um, you know, kind of portrayed that is that we would be in the office doing social media, working on marketing. Um, So when we got there, uh, there was about, I think there was like eight other interns. There was a group of us um, and we had a week of training. So our training, we were in the office and it was actually legit. So we were um, learning like marketing strategies, learning how to kind of function function in an office setting. Um, and everything seemed great. And I was really excited about it. I was studying, I was working really hard. And then we got into the second week. So the second week they brought us into the little conference room and they told us that we were gonna start doing the um, field work. <laughs> And we're thinking, what is field work? You know, (laughs) what do you mean? What is that? Um, Yeah, so we were like, okay. So turns out they were just training us to sit in Sam's Clubs and sit in Costco's and sell beauty products to the people (laughs) that walk by. (laughs) So um, (laughs) so literally we were supposed to like (laughs) wear these like doctor's coats and like if somebody walked in, you had to grab their hand and put the lotion on. Super weird. So it was just really, and it's also one of those, there's a lot of other sketchy things about that whole internship process, some of the um, meetings and some of the things that they would talk to us about. Um, But the biggest one is that the way that their business model is set up is that you have to recruit and train a certain amount of people, and those people have to be successful so you can be promoted. So it's basically a pyramid scheme. Yeah, Yeah, if you, um, the way that it's set up. So I, um, I was like in my second week of selling lotion at Costco and I just started crying and I literally could not stop crying, um, in the middle of this Costco and the guy who was training me was like, what is wrong with you? And I went to the bathroom and I just, the only way I can explain is I just had this heavy, heavy conviction of like, I was not supposed to be there and I didn't know what to do because I had literally, um, you know, rented an apartment, Mm -hmm. moved to a different state for this internship. So I walk. I've never quit anything. Never quit a job. <laughs> so I walked out of the bathroom, wiped my tears, and I said, "Nope, I can't do it." To my trainer, so I just handed him my coat and I just walked to my car and quit. <laughs> I was like, "I can't do it." That was it. <laughs> it's crazy. Um. So yeah. So then I was in a place. Okay, what the heck do I do now? You know, I moved here. I moved my whole life for this internship. Um, and this is so crazy the way that God showed up for me, but, um, it was about three days that I let myself be sad and my sister, um, I remember her bringing me to the store and buying me ice cream and let me stay with her. (laughs) Um, but then I started looking for jobs and I remember seeing when, um, indeed that Great Wolf Lodge, if uh, y'all don't know what Great Wolf Lodge is, it's a super awesome family resort in Grapevine, Texas, had a career fair going on the Mm -hmm. next day. So I um, brought my resume um, up to the career fair and they hired me on the spot as a front desk agent. And then in the same week, we had a family friend that contacted me and offered me a marketing internship at her um, company that she was working for. It was an actual marketing internship. Wow. So that was like literally within a span of a week. Um, so that was just so awesome because, you know, I was in such a low place. I had de- quit something I was so excited for, but how God turned it into something so much better than it was before. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I love, and I loved, um, I, I, my heart ached for you because, because mm-hmm. I saw you, because you were, you were like, 
you posted on your social media. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a thing. I quit my quit my yeah. internship, and I was like, I remember texting you like off like off of yes. social media and going, I saw your post. Mm-hmm. Are you okay? Mm-hmm. And we had a little t- uh, uh, text mm-hmm. chat back and forth. So and uh, so I was like, you know, yeah, <laughs> praying for this young lady, and and God is good. Um, I love how yeah. that worked out. So before that, you had been mm-hmm. working. Um, that semester with Awaken Church and it was cool yes. because you had to do a project mm-hmm. and the project had to do with marketing mm-hmm. um, and PR. Yes. You, so you actually, uh-huh. we called you the PR guru. I don't yes. remember that. You <laughs> are PR, PR guru for, for that mm-hmm. semester and kind of took over, basically took over Instagram, mm-hmm. which was what basically all the rest of our social media fed from Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was, what was that like um, for you to do that? like as a project for a church mm-hmm. and how did it work out? I mean, did we get a, did we get a good grade? <laughs> Got an A. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Yay. Woo-woo. Uh, um, what else? Yeah, that was so fun. Um, one thing that's very important for me because marketing is something that I really do love. It's an interest of mine, but it's always been really important for me um, for the brands that I've worked with and for the companies that I've, like my internship that I got to work with and Awaken, um, to really stay true to who they are. And with Awaken, that was so important for me is to say, okay, how can we portray Awaken on social media the most authentic way? You know, so that when somebody goes to our Instagram page, they see, okay, that's who Awaken is, just as much as they do when they walk in on Sunday mornings. Right. Um, so that was just a really fun challenge for me to to look at it and say, okay, you know what? How can we show the community that this is who we who we are? Right. Um, and I know one really cool way that I got to do that was um, to do kind of a member spotlight. So I don't know if you remember that we did that. Oh, yeah. um, I kind of got some fun facts about each of the members and the team leaders, and we got to post um, and kind of say, hey, this is our family, and you know, you get to meet them on yeah. our Instagram. Right. It, so was, it was um, really fun. Hashtag meet the awakened family. Yes. Because we still do that. Awesome. I did yeah. actually posted uh-huh. this, the, you know, I posted, I'm doing it now. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't had somebody else to step mm-hmm. into that spot yes. since you, since you, uh, mm-hmm. since you had to move on. But, um, yeah, did it to just today. One mm-hmm. of our guys that's has been awesome. coming for a while playing bass in the band, John. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, you know, this is hashtag Meet the Awakened Family. I'm I like, hey, it. Maddie started I this. Love it. You started <laughs> yeah. this. So good, good stuff. Um, this social media thing, mm-hmm. just in your opinion, as a young adult who's mm-hmm. got your, you got your thumb on the pulse of culture. Yeah. I mean, culture, <laughs> pop culture, everything's going around. My son Christian just walks through the <laughs> podcast. And uh, uh, so how important is it, in your opinion, for churches, mm-hmm. like, to do because I get there's both sides. Some churches are like like us. Mm-hmm. I actually had a couple other pastors like tell me, you guys are the most social, mm-hmm. a- socially active, social media active church in in Natchitoches. Mm-hmm. It's like you can't go on Facebook and not see yeah. something about a weekend church mm-hmm. pop up. I'm like, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> so how and, and others are like we don't want to, we don't need to do that. That mm-hmm. that marketing thing is not really you know God's plan. Mm-hmm. So how important is it in your opinion? Um, as somebody who this is what you do, this yes. is what you're studying to do, and this uh-huh. is what you've been doing for churches to use social media to just you know market themselves to this is who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, um, that's a great question, um, and for that I think 
we live in such a digital world. Right. And especially people my age, people of my generation, that's where we live is on social media. So what's important for me, I think, um, when I think about should churches or should they not be on social media, um, I think it's important that you can meet people where they're at. So I feel like it's a whole... um, there's a whole generation of people on social media that may not know who Jesus is, you know? Yes. And I think the cool thing with that is that, okay, maybe you're not just trying to reach people so they'll come to your church. Maybe you're just trying to reach people so they know who God is. Right. You know? Um, and that's the coolest thing about social media is that you don't have, you're not limited in, as in traditional marketing to just your uh, demographic area. You can literally reach people all over the world for free. So yeah, it's just for free. It's really, really cool. It's a free tool that we have. Um, so I understand why some people, some churches traditionally just can't get behind it. I understand that. But I think for Awaken and the vision that Awaken has of reaching everybody and showing the world who Jesus is on the ground, yeah. you know, um, right. I think it's been an awesome tool. Right. Definitely. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've had quite a few conversations about. This is something I'm actually I think I'll preach about this in two weeks. Awesome. Um, your social media, tech, just tech in general. Mm-hmm. We're a tech, a tech world, tech general. And tech has um, kind of my play on words is is the sermon title is disconnect. Yes. Like like to dis the connection because we're so we get Let disconnected. Me tell you. <laughs> and so right, yes. we can get so connected mm-hmm. with through social media that things like this, like face to face conversations, take a back seat. Um, you know, take like you and your boyfriend probably aren't at the place where if you're sitting down at Starbucks, you're not looking at your phones Mm -hmm. because you guys are still, it's still new and fresh and you don't get to see each other every day. That's true. Mm -hmm. But if my wife and I are sitting down at Starbucks, probably we're looking at our phone Mm -hmm. and and looking, not, not because we're disinterested in each other. It's just like, there's just, it's just something that it's a habit now. Yes. So, so um, one of the things that I think is, that, that comes out of this is, um, we talked about putting our we want to put our best the best version of ourselves out there mm-hmm. and there's some things that don't need to be on social media yeah I mean when you I mean <laughs> but but what do you do with there's where I think a lot of um, you know the suicide rate is, is up mm-hmm. and all the st- the stats and, and things I'm looking at are like folks your age mm-hmm. the, the anxiety and depression is higher than ever with young adults mm-hmm. the most connected generation mm-hmm. and they and and the, the report is we, we feel alone. Mm-hmm. And so how do you, what do you do? Where do you go to for that, that part that's not your, your, the best version of yourself that you yes. put on, on there, but that part, it still needs a connection. Yeah. So what do you do with that? Because that's where I think the, the isolation is happening. Yes. Is that's not getting um, Yeah. Addressed. And, you know, I feel like we could write a book on that topic. Literally, there's just like so much to unpack. But that's something I also feel very passionately about because you're so right. There's a whole generation of, I mean, there's babies who are scrolling through Instagram. You know, these wow. kids are literally wow. being raised from their phone. Um, and it's... There is a disconnect in the fact that uh, social media, some people have said it's like a highlight reel. And I love that because Mm -hmm. it's so true. You know, you want to put your best version of yourself forward. But what happens is that we end up in this place where you're scrolling through social media and you see that everybody else is doing great, but you're not. What's wrong with me? You know, you find yourself comparing. Yes. Um, And I can just like share my personal experience with that. The Mm -hmm. reason why... 
I am so open on my blog and why I'm so open about my struggles is because I know how I feel um, sometimes when I compare myself to social media. And I do, I love taking fun pictures with my friends. I love getting all dressed up. But I don't ever want to be somebody that a younger girl or anybody looks at me and was like, wow, I wish my life was as together as hers. I want people to know that my life is not together. So that's why I've made a huge point in my blog um, is to not only share my victories, but also share my struggles. Right. Definitely. Um, And I think as going back to churches using social media, I think that's something that you can definitely use as a tool to help people to show them like, look, everybody's life is not as perfect as it is on social media, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that happens if you do, if you like go live, especially with yes. your, your worship service, mm-hmm. because we had this past Sunday, I mean, it was, it was, it was like, it was like stuff just was falling apart. I mean, oh, it was like no. this, it was yeah. just, it was just this, this, and of course we're live on Facebook yeah. and it's like, uh-huh. you know what? This is real. Yeah. You know, you have sometimes stuff gets messy um, and everything. So, yeah, that's that's cool. Um, so think about like so, what inspires you. Let's let's kind of shift a little bit from mm-hmm. and because I, I know your blog, your mm-hmm. blog inspires. Um, that's another like thing that, that led me to. Hey, let's get Madison on the podcast yeah. and talk <laughs> because it's um Ray of Madison, right? Mm-hmm. Is my Instagram. Uh-huh. So yeah. my blog is searching for searching, the sun. Searching for the sun. Yes. And mm-hmm. ser- yeah, searching for the sun, S-U-N. Yes. But you're also searching for the S-O-N. S-O-N. S-O-N <laughs> yep. who you have found. Yes. Uh, yeah. So um, you mentioned your blog. Mm-hmm. Um, what's how do you how do you see that? What's the message? I mean, what's the vision mm-hmm. for that? Yeah. Um, so. When I started my blog, like I said, I was going through a really rough time personally, um, and that was kind of the time that I started looking at my life differently. So I kind of started to think about every struggle that I um, was encountering, every hard thing that was happening to me. I started saying, okay, you know what? I want to see the lesson that there is to find out of this. So the way that I did that was I just started writing about it. So if um, I was going through something hard or something bad happened to me, I would just write about it and and try to find the message or the lesson that there was to learn in that. So I started my blog and I started just posting that stuff. And um, it was actually crazy to me that people, um, you know, would tell me that it meant something to them. And that was so cool. Um, And it kind of showed me that, you know, we're all human. We all struggle. And if I can inspire one person by just being transparent and showing the world that I have struggled, but this is what I learned from it, you know, um, I thought that that would, that would be very fulfilling for me too. That's beautiful. That's, Mm -hmm. that's, um, keep that up. Um, I think because um, you also I'll uh, you know I have some questions and I have them numbered I'm gonna get them out of order awesome. real quick because because okay. because <laughs> uh, you also did a radio show yes and you did it on the the campus radio mm-hmm. um, I forget the call letters off the top of my head K and W D it's the demon you know playing the music you love yep <laughs> I know that because I've been on there I've been Working in the I've, I've been uh-huh. in the I've been in the the room we yes. actually were on, live on the air uh, twice and that's the first one of the things I noticed was there's a little thing mm-hmm. like the music you love from the demon, demon. You know. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm the pastor of Awakened Church and I'm on the Demon Radio. It's kind of funny. But your radio uh, show is called um, Happiness Trending. Yes. And I remember that when you when you were starting that, I'm like, okay, I want to listen. Because it's Madison. Mm-hmm. I want to support Madison. Mm-hmm. And I remember going, 
you're just sharing like it's like your blog mm-hmm. but you're i mean it's almost like um, you should be doing a podcast like i should be i should be like listening to your podcast you can come I'm, be a guest on my podcast hey, I, I will I, I absolutely i'll be i'll be glad to um awesome. but tell me about that that vision for mm-hmm. happiness training was it, is it the same as you had kind of for the blog searching for the sun or is there some different that you kind of was going for there yeah so it's kind of the same um foundation my found of my blog really um I've always said it's finding the good in the world is kind of my little motto is that there's there's good to be found we just have to look for it um so it's the same foundation of my radio show but I really wanted to talk about these issues that we all face uh the problems that we all go through but learning how to um not fix them but live through them Right, to learning how it. to yeah learning to make it make through it. and to learn something from it, you know. Yeah. Um. So it was just really cool because I got to bring my blog to a new format, and it was super uncomfortable for me because I'd never, you know, heard my voice on the radio. <laughs> super crazy. Uh, but it was it was really really cool. Um, and it was just awesome for me to be able to talk about this stuff on the air. Um, and I I have no idea, you know, it's it's for anybody to listen to. They yeah, could have. Yeah reach somebody that I didn't know. So it was yeah. just, it was a really cool experience for yeah. me. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, so what has inspired you? Tell like maybe recently if it's mm-hmm. a book you've read or maybe a favorite scripture, um, a song you've heard something just as a young adult right now, like what, what has inspired you that maybe you could mention and somebody like, Hey, I'll check that out. What yeah. Is- um, Okay, so I do have a life verse that I will share, um, and then I have a kind of unconventional song that is just really like gets me in the heart okay. strings. <laughs> so uh, my life verse is Galatians six nine, and it's um, "Don't grow weary of doing good, wow. um, for you will reap a, a proper harvest if you do not give up." And that has been my life verse since uh, for two years because <laughs> you know I don't know if anybody else feels like that, but. Sometimes life feels like you just run and run and run and you just go and you do and you're exhausted. You know, you're just so tired. And I've thought before, what is the point? You know, why do we do it? And it's just so cool that we have a Savior that has given us this promise of literally just do good, do this, and you will have riches that you couldn't imagine. You know, he's so sweet that he's thought about us. Um to give us that promise, so that's my life first. That's a um, church. That's a that's a church planting verse. Oh, that's awesome, man! You could you could like yeah. Any any I'm seriously mm-hmm. anytime randomly. If you mm-hmm. just want to, you don't even have to. You can text me or you can just tweet it because I follow yeah. you on Twitter yes. too. Just uh, set that put that verse out there because yeah. I I need that probably yeah. every day at some point. Mm-hmm. I need that reminder um, from Galatians six six nine six nine. Uh huh. Man, that's such a that's powerful. It's an awesome, awesome verse. Okay, um, what else? And then. There is, this is so funny. Um, I don't know if anybody else out there has heard the song, but Kanye West actually has a song called Ultralight Beam. And the first time that I heard the song, um, and don't listen to it in front of your kids. (laughs) Okay. But the first time that I heard the song, I literally had, I was just bawling because it was so cool that it's these rappers um, and they sing too, and there's a choir. It's just beautiful, but it's it's literally like them worshiping God in the best way that they know how, and it's rapping. It's like the most just simple form of a gift to God. It was okay. just it's so cool to me to hear. I'm like, and it just inspires me because it's like, wow, like they're taking what they're good at. They're rap, literally rapping. You know, Kanye mm-hmm. West, 
you know, but they're using that gift to just give a gift to God. So it's just so cool that we all have gifts, you know? Um, so yeah. Okay. I I will have to check that out. Definitely. uh, I love hip hop. Yes. Mostly old school. Mm -hmm. Um, I would not say I'm a Kanye West fan, but, (laughs) but I am also have been, have my, uh, my, my, what I like mm-hmm. has been broadened yeah. by having fr- people who are friends who are 20 years older than me, people who are friends 20, 30 years younger than <laughs> me, <laughs> that my my scope has widened. And so mm-hmm. while for me, Kanye West is a good joke, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, good good for jokes, mm-hmm. but also I never really seriously listened to any of his music because all I ever seen was this, his antics on award shows. Right. He's crazy. Yeah. I will say that. And I'm not a fan of many of his other music. Right, right, right. But it's just cool because it's that one song. That okay. Well, I will definitely neat. check that out for sure. Um, good. So we talked a lot about faith in God through this. And mm-hmm. you're, when in your decision-making process, you're heading towards career. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're, you have a boyfriend. That's You know, there's decisions eventually that will happen, um, what that relationship will grow and look like. Um, what where what what part of those decisions does faith play or your relationship with Jesus what's what what part does that play yeah I mean every part I mean God has showed me time and time after again that the decisions that I make for myself the plans that I have for myself are nowhere near what he has for me wow you know and even yeah. um Going back to just my internship, I that plan that I had for myself that I was going to go to Dallas, I was going to finish that internship. Um, that was not the plan that he had, obviously, but it right. was so much better. So I've kind of learned through that to instead of making my own decisions and then hoping they work out, to really spend time in prayer and asking God, "Look, God, what do you want me to do?" Um, and really listening um, to what he has to say. So I've learned that the hard way, but it is a lesson yeah. that I've been able to learn. And that's that's mm-hmm. fantastic because you're, how old are you, 21? Mm-hmm. So see, it took me way longer <laughs> to learn that same lesson. And, uh, and mm-hmm. you know, anyway, still learning. I still, mm-hmm. have my, still have my moments, my days where I'm like, oh, you know what? No wonder this is messed up. God, you know, that's actually when I think about Sunday and how mm-hmm. everything was kind of messed up Sunday. What we do is we come in because we, we are a church plant and have to set up, and you know this, mm-hmm. and in the movie theater. And we set it all up, and then I lead us in a prayer, sometimes a short devotion, but we always pray. Mm-hmm. And then we go right into like rehearsing and going through the song. So there's this thing. But there was what main thing that happened other than we were 30 minutes late getting in because the person from the theater with the keys the first time in a year and a half that we didn't get in at eight o'clock it was eight yeah. thirty, so we were 30 minutes behind well a computer needed for the programming during the worship service and the sermon was left here and we didn't know that until nine o'clock oh, no. and so i had to come back and get it so there wasn't time to get everything together so when i usually would be like hey guys let's 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 pray. Let's talk about something real quick and let's pray and then go into it. They were setting up and trying to rehearse mm-hmm. while I was driving back here and there. So after after the fact, it's like, you know what? We didn't pray. Mm-hmm. We didn't pray. Lots of stuff was messed up and uh-huh. we, we didn't stop it and did, pray. Exactly. You know? But it worked out because we, yeah. we prayed during service mm-hmm. and we worshiped and, yeah. and it was good. Um, last question. Um, and then, you know, we may, if you have a, anything else, I mean, you all... You're free to, to share. Um, but a lot of other friends of mine who are pastors or church leaders, um, even family members who are in you know involved in church, they see what we've been doing at, through Awaken, mm-hmm. and they see 
the college students that we've been connecting with. And it's even even in town, um, another, um, actually a college ministry um, person I've had conversations with said, you are, you know, you're, you're starting with a group that everybody else is losing. Mm-hmm. And so the question I get is, how are you attracting all these college students? And I don't even think... I don't even, you know, think of it as attracting because that means you are you're you're trying to, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm just trying to connect with and love mm-hmm. everybody, and God's put young you guys, young adults, mm-hmm. on my heart in a special place. But it's not like like we're doing something specific to attract mm-hmm. college students. So when when I get asked that question, I'm like, you know, we're just being ourselves. I mean, yeah. And so I thought, you know, from you from your point of view as somebody who is a college student, a young adult. Um, who is involved in church mm-hmm. um, and who has been a big part of it, awake in a church plant here. What was it, what was it that kind of you connected with that other churches might learn from? Like, how would you answer that question? Why are college students coming to this church? Yeah. Um, I will say that I love that you use the word um, connected over attracted, because I feel like when you say, okay, we're attracting that in my mind, I just think of, okay, we have free pizza, you know, <laughs> like y'all come over here, come to our church. Um, and I think that sometimes the view that people have of college students. Um, but one thing I will say, the reason that I felt so connected to Awaken, and I know I can speak for my friends as well, is that at Awaken, we had a voice. So a lot of people um, and not just college students, but my generation in general, young adults, a lot of people don't think that we have um, ideas of value, you know, that we have things to say that are important, um, especially when it comes to faith, that we don't have anything to contribute. And what was so cool about Awaken is that we had a voice that mattered, you know? I mean, I just used to love the Bible studies that we would have just at your kitchen table where you wanted to know what we got from the scripture too. And that it was just so neat because it makes you feel empowered as a young adult because there's so many aspects in our lives where we're told that we're not old enough to have an opinion. We're not um, seasoned enough to, to know these things. So it was just so cool. Um, And that's one thing that I will say, I really did feel connected with the fact that like, obviously, yes, we have so much to learn and you had that too, but it was just cool that we had a voice. Definitely. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So take note, guys, my pastor friends and church leaders. Um, listen to the young adults and give them a voice. Give them, let them, let them give input mm-hmm. on direction, on, you know, you, the, the, like even at Awaken, you know, the buck stops somewhere. I mean, Pastor Stephen's going to be kind of like, the, the decision is going to be made. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to listen and take, I mean, there's been a lot of things that started, came from, way different people than me. I never would have thought to do it that way. And, um, you know, the social media thing that you kind of took on. Now we do it that way. Mm-hmm. And we it's gone on our Twitter and our Facebook all look like what you started on our mm-hmm. Instagram page. Um, and so we're looking for, you know, taking that to the next place. So thanks for sharing that. So hopefully churches will quit trying to they get so scared. Mm-hmm. We, we, we're losing our young people. We, they go to college and we lose them. Well, you you got to build a relationship with mm-hmm. them. Yeah. And be connected and give them space and realize that today um, being a being a part of the church, being a, being a family member of the church 
um, looks different than it did a decade ago, twenty mm-hmm. years. Because today, every, people are I mean, the culture's different, yeah. and we can we can not like it all we want. But you know, it used to be like you were church every Sunday, mm-hmm. and probably on Wednesday. It was it mm-hmm. Sunday and Wednesday; those were church days, and that that was what you did if you were a member of the church. Now it's like if you come once a month, mm-hmm. you still are you you feel like you're a member, mm-hmm. you're connected, and so it's we've got to continue to connect with people and treat them as you have a voice. Mm-hmm. You're 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 a, totally a member of the church here even if i don't see you every single week Mm -hmm. and that's a part of it too that's not just with young young adults that's everybody's life has gotten that way um so it's a challenge Mm -hmm. so anyway i hope this has been helpful for you guys who are listening um it has been for me because i got to spend an extra uh hour with my friend madison (laughs) so that's always good to do so so thanks for listening to the sunrise and shine podcast and um We'll be back next week, and I don't have like a plan for next week, so it'll probably be random questions from people, and uh, we'll kind of do it like we've done the last time. So you guys have a great rest of your week, and hey, if you like this podcast, why don't you share it? Um, share it with some friends. You're going to like it, um, and let them know, hey, it's actually on every podcast medium out there, um, so check it out. Thanks, guys.